Welcome to Guided Way Ministries with Pastor Alan Rogers. In a fast-growing cold world, this message offers you the bread of life and an opportunity to drink from the fountain of living water. In this message, you will hear only the truth, and if you do not want to listen to it, turn it off. If you are hungry for revelation in the Word of God, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, if you are looking to be spiritually uplifted, be willing to listen, and listen with all your attention. For what you will hear in this message is not carnal, but spiritual. We hope you are blessed, edified, and fully rejuvenated in your spirit to continue with everyday life. God has been so good to each and every one of us. I thank God for blessing us to be in the land of the living one more time. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be here today. But God has blessed us to see another day. Today we're going to talk about what will we do. This lesson came from, there's a, I got a couple of emails and some people that talked to me were telling me that they were on fire for God and that they were looking for a church that was strong and on fire for God and couldn't be moved and all of these other churches that they have been to were uh, demonic and they weren't really um, for God and they wanted a church that was for God. Well, the, the uh, situation came up that they said it might not happen now, but eventually they're going to lock everything down again like before. Right? There's no church and there's no, you know, gathering together. And I told them, I said, well, if that happens again, they're going to have to make me stop. I said, because I'm going to church. Jesus said, neglect not the gathering together of the saints. And if I'm going to church to praise my God, and somebody tells me you can't do that, they're going to have to physically close the doors and move me because I will go to church as long as I can. And they gave me a, uh, a message that said, we don't want nothing to do with you guys because that's too much. <laughs> so I was like, well, why are you looking for this strong church? But then it's too much. Either you want a strong church or you don't want a strong church. But they said that that was too much. They weren't going to do that. They told me that they will obey every law that is said and do all that they are told to do until they say, okay, well, you have to have the mark of the beast. Well, the Bible says if you cannot stand up now, you're not going to be able to stand up then. If we cannot earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints today, when there's really nothing happening, the most that they can do according to the law is probably put us in jail and that's that. There's no stoning, there's no beheading, there's no burning us, there's no killing us according to the law. If we can't stand up today, what are we going to do when they have a guillotine saying now or death? If we can't stand up to a little sanction in jail, there's no way we're going to be able to stand up if they're going to behead us or kill us. We're not going to be able to stand up if we can't stand up now. So today's message is what will you do? We're going to be reading out of Jeremiah. I'll be reading that one, Jeremiah chapter 12, verse 5. Then we're going to 1 Samuel 13, 8 through 14, Jude 1, 1 through 3, 2 Kings 2, 9 through 13, John 16, 23 through 28, Isaiah 40, 30 through 31, and 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 through 18. And if I go too fast and I miss, let me know that I missed the scripture. 
then we'll go back where we will leave you. Let us rise. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for another day. Thank you, my God, for your many blessings. Thank you for your mighty outstretched hand. Thank you, my Father, for being so good to us. My Father, give us the strength to stand, to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. You said that you did not give us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. My Father, you said, don't fear what man can do unto you, but fear God. And Lord, teach us how to serve you with fear and trembling. Teach us, my Father, how not to be afraid, though 10,000 fall on our sides. Bless us, my God, to have faith and to trust in you at all times, my God. Lord, bless this word to go forth and to be planted upon good ground and let us bring forth a hundredfold. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. You may be seated. In the book of Jeremiah, the 12th chapter and the 5th verse, it says, If thou hast run with the footmen and they have wearied thee, how then canst thou contend with horses? And if in the land of peace, wherein thou trustest, they weary thee, then how wilt thou do in the swelling of Jordan? The word footman means someone like you, someone that walks like you, someone that can get tired just like you can, someone that can be hurt like you, someone that can only go as far as you can go. If we are in this day and age and we are contending with these people that have laws and, and, and there is laws up to a certain point and we have rights. You know, they can't just do whatever they, the government wants to do. People have rights. If we let them talk us out of our rights because we get scared of what they threaten, what are we going to do when we have to run with the horses and the horse the horses mean someone that is fierce fearless ruthless does not care and does not abide by any law when the devil gets so mad that he will kill you if you don't worship the beast how can we stand that day if we can't stand to face a couple days of jail how can we stand then if we can't stand now and so he says, if you can't run with the footmen, if they weary you, the word weary means to make you faint-hearted. It means to make you give up or quit or give in. If we give in now, when they say you cannot serve God now, you can't go to church now, if we say, okay, fine, what are we going to do? When they really say it's the mark of the beast, you can't buy, you can't sell, you can't go nowhere, you cannot do anything unless you get the mark of the beast. What are we gonna do then if we couldn't stand today? We need to be able to stand today. Jesus told us, arm your minds likewise that there will be persecutions. There will be a fight. Arm your minds, get ready, get it in your mindset that serving God is the one of the most dangerous, according to the flesh, and most fightful places you can be is in the army of God because the devil wants your life more than anybody else's life. He wants yours if you're a child of God. He doesn't care about the world. He doesn't care about who's serving him or whatever they're doing. 
He cares about those that are going to heaven because it's a place that he once was and got kicked out of and there is no more place found for him and he knows that the only place he can go is to hell at the end of the day. And so he wants to take as many people as possible with him so he won't be there by himself. So now it's our choice to say, no, we're not going. We will fight. We will stand. We will believe in Jesus Christ and he will lift us up at the last day. It's our choice to stand or to fall. But he said, if you cannot contend with those, if you can't stand today, how are you going to stand then? He said a little farther down in verse 5. And if in the land of peace, which means in this day and age we have rights, there's rules, there's regulations. They cannot just go and shoot up the place. They can't just blow us up. They can't behead us. It's, all of that is against the law. They can't do none of that. And we trust in their laws so much so till if they threaten, we believe that they have the power to do whatever they threaten. Or we're going to throw you in jail. Well, they do have the power to do so. And we know that their laws are true. So he says, if you are in the land of peace where you trust and they weary you, how will you do in the swelling of Jordan? And the word swelling of Jordan means someone that offers you luxury, peace, and prosperity. Look at what they did with the vaccination. They first threatened, you can't go here, you can't go that. Then after that many people didn't bite like they wanted. Then they went to bribery. We'll put so much more on your checks. You'll get a bigger bonus. You'll get this. You'll get that. Because they were trying to get people to do it. But when that didn't really bite too well either, everybody was like, well, hold on. This is twisted if you're starting to bribe us now. And then they all of a sudden took it all the way out. And those that they did bribe, I was working with them. And they offered me a bigger paycheck if I took it. And some did, some didn't. And at the end of the day, they only got like two bonuses on their check. And then it was no more, well, that was just twice. But you can't unvaccinate. You cannot undo that. You can't rewind it. So it was just a bribe, and then they were mad. We shouldn't have done it. Well, you can't just because it offers a little bit of money. So he's saying if we can't stand now, what are we going to do when they bribe us with freedom, with luxury, with you can buy, you can sell, you can go anywhere you want? just do this what are we going to do then if we can't stand today first samuel 13 8 through 14. but samuel came not to gilgal and the people were scattered from him and saul said bring hither a burnt offering to me and peace offerings and he offered the burnt offering and it came to pass that as soon as he had made an end of offering the burnt offering behold samuel came and saul went out to meet him that he might salute him and samuel said what hast thou done? And Saul said, Because I saw that the people were scattered from me, and that thou camest not within the days appointed, and that the Philistines gathered themselves together at Mish Mishmash. Therefore said I, The Philistines will come down upon me to Gilgal, and I have not made supplications unto the Lord. I forced myself, therefore, and offered a burnt offering. And Samuel said to Saul, Thou hast done foolishly. Thou hast not kept the commandments of the Lord thy God, which he commanded thee. For now would the Lord have established thy kingdom upon Israel forever. But now thy kingdom shall not continue. The Lord hath sought him a man after his own heart. And the Lord hath commanded him to be captain over his people, because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded thee. We have this kingdom that God promised us. He said, I have in my father's house are many mansions. 
he has this kingdom that he promised us that he went to prepare for us. But if we cannot keep the commandments of the God of our God and wait for him, we're going to miss out. Saul didn't wait long enough. He almost waited long enough. He was at the verge of getting the kingdom established to him. He was at the verge of getting the promise. He was so close to becoming established king over Israel, but he gave up a little bit too soon. And this, this day and age, if we can hold on and not give up, we will be established. He will have his mark upon our foreheads. We will be written in the Lamb's book of life if we just hold on. Don't give up. Don't give in. No matter how bad the situation looks, keep on holding on to God, holding on to his promises, trusting in his word. Keep on keeping on because he's not going to wait so long that it was impossible for us to hold on. He's not going to let us go through anything that we cannot bear. He's going to make sure that it is possible for us to hold on. If Saul would have waited, I don't know how long it took for them to do a sacrifice, but if he would have waited that little bit of time longer, it was still within the same day. Just maybe he said, I'll be there at five and he didn't show up till seven. It was still in the same day. The reason we know it was in the same day is because immediately after the sacrifice was over, Samuel came. So it was still in the same day. He didn't wait beyond the days that he said. He said seven days and it was seven days. It probably wasn't at five like Saul thought it should have been. It was probably at seven or eight. Nevertheless, hold on. Because when God makes us a promise, he's going to keep that promise. If he says, I'm going to bless you on Sunday, you can rest assured that Sunday you will be blessed. If he says, if you do this, I will bless you, you can know that if you do it, you will be blessed. There's not one promise that God has ever broken. So just hold on. Don't let nothing stop you from being obedient. The disciples, Peter, James, Paul, Silas, the prophets, you can read in the book of Hebrews of what all they went through. They never let go. They never stopped. They continued to hold on. What would have happened if Jesus would have said, oh, I have to obey the laws of man so that I cannot keep healing people on the Sabbath day. I cannot let my disciples uh, go and preach in my name because they said don't. I cannot go and, and heal anybody because they don't want me to. What would have happened? We wouldn't have salvation today. We wouldn't be here today. But Jesus didn't say that. He said obey the laws of the land. He did not say obey the laws of man when they conflict with the laws of God. And he told them, you make your own traditions to make the word of God of none effect. So then we have to evaluate these. When man says do something, yes, wear your seatbelt. Drive the speed limit. Don't put antifreeze in the drains. Don't open your cooling cell or your... Uh, air conditioner and let all the vapes into the air. These are the laws of the land that we're not supposed to do and it's for everybody's good. But when they say disobey the word of God and don't go to church, don't be gathered together, stay separated, those are the laws you don't have to obey because they conflict with the word of God. 
Jesus says, gather together. They say, don't. It's better to obey God than man, no matter what the consequences are. Paul, he knew what was going to happen to him. They bound his hands and his feet, and they say, if you go, you will go to prison. And he said, I'm not ready to just go to prison. I'm ready to die for the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus told Peter what kind of death he would die. And Peter still went and did what he was supposed to do. Because God didn't give us the spirit of fear. He gave us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. When they stoned Stephen until he fell asleep, he did not stop preaching the gospel. When they got Peter and Paul and Silas and threw them in prison and told them, don't go preach in the name of Jesus, they still went and preached in the name of Jesus. We cannot stop preaching the name of Jesus. We cannot stop. If we stop, all we do is hinder ourselves. We cannot stand before God and say, well, Lord, they told me not to, so I quit. That's not going to help us. And I guarantee that none of them would even attempt to say, no, it was my fault. I can guarantee that won't happen. It's each their own when we stand before God. Don't let nothing stop us, saints. Don't let nothing hinder us. We're going to, or Jude 1, 1 through 3. Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ, and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. Mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which once was delivered unto the saints. See, we are called. First, we are called by God. Then we are justified in his son. We are preserved in Jesus Christ. And he says, earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints because the devil came to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He wants to take your right to the throne. He wants to take away your right to the tree of life. He wants to make sure that you don't make it in. But if we earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints, we will make it in. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He said, go and be strong and courageous for the Lord thy God is with you whithersoever thou goest. Jesus said, I will be with you until the end of time. He will never leave us. No matter what we're going through, we can know that Jesus is with us. No matter what people may say, Jesus is with us. No matter what they do, Jesus is with us. When Jesus was on the cross, he said, it is finished. He had already made the way for us to go boldly before the throne of God. He already made a way for us to eat of the tree of life. When he hung his head and said, it is finished, it was ready for us. There is nothing else that we need to do but believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And everything is already prepared for us. Just hold on. Because the devil will try to turn us. He will try to fight us. He will pick our most vulnerable day, our most vulnerable topic, our most vulnerable situation, and try to feed on it to get us to turn. But if we just remember what Job said, in all my appointed time, I will wait till my change comes. We need to wait on the Lord because one day, one day, it's going to be all over when we hear Jesus say, well done. Second Kings 
2, 9-13. And it came to pass, when they were gone over, that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee, before I be taken away from thee. And Elijah said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elijah saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel, and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes, and rent them in two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah, and that fell from him, and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. So, all we have to do is ask. Jesus said, ask and it shall be given. Seek and ye shall find. He asked him, what can I do for you? And he said, give me a double portion of your spirit. And Elijah said, if you see me, when I go up, it will be given to thee. What happened when Peter began to walk on the water? As long as he was looking at Jesus, he was able to walk on the water. But when he took his eyes off of Jesus, he began to sink. Even today, if we keep our eyes on God, no matter what we ask him for, he will give it to us. We just got to keep on looking at him. Keep on paying attention to him. Keep on serving him keep our mind stayed on God and he said if you see me when I go up you will get that double portion if we keep our eyes on Jesus we will hear well done my good and faithful servant if we keep our eyes on Jesus every problem that we have we will get through it if we keep our eyes on Jesus there is no situation that we will fall for any temptation that the devil throws at us us, we will not even fall for it if we keep our eyes on Jesus. He said, if you see me, you'll get it. But if you don't, you won't get it. And if we get our mind off of God, if we let the devil bother us so much till we get our mind off of God, we won't get that promise. We won't get a chance to hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. If we let things get to us so bad till we lose focus. What happened to Samson? The Bible said that Samson would be a Nazarite till the day of his death. He was a chosen child. He was named by God. He was even chosen and said what he was going to do. His whole life was prepared before he was even born. And when God let him be born, later on when he started growing up, the Spirit of God would move in him at different times. And he was doing things that were physically impossible. But when God does something, there's nothing that is impossible with God. But even Samson, when he had a wife, she began to press him. And she began to talk to him day after day after day. And when he began to get weary, he began to lose focus. He began to become faint. She was on him so much. In the same way, the devil does not leave us alone sometimes. He 
constantly taunts us and talks to us and points the finger and shows us and does not leave us alone. And sometimes our mind will feel so bombarded because the devil don't stop. But if we take our mind off of God, that's when we begin to sink. That's when we begin to lose. Samson, he took his mind off for just a moment. And he said, okay, this is where my strength is. He toyed with her for a little bit first. Well, if you do seven green widths, and she did that, and that was nothing. Why, if you tie my hair to this pin, and she did that, and got up, nothing. And if you tie my arms with new cords that have never been occupied, he played with her for a little bit. But what does the Bible say? Can a man take fire in his bosom and not get burned? You cannot play with the devil. You cannot play with the enemy. You have to put a stop to what needs to be put a stop to and stand firm for what you believe and stand firm for Jesus Christ. We cannot toy with the devil, but he played a little bit. And after a while, the Bible says that she pressed him so badly, he gave in. And once he gave in, that was all it took, is one slip up, and the devil was there. And they cut his hair. But when she woke him up and said, Samson, the Philistines be upon thee, he said within himself, I will get up, and I will shake myself as, as like I did before. But he didn't know that God wasn't with him anymore. It's the same thing today. Don't let it be that we take our mind off of God because God won't be there anymore. Peter took his eyes off, began to seek. Saul waited and didn't wait quite long enough and offered a sacrifice and lost the kingdom. Samson gave in and lost everything that he had. His strength was gone. Right now, we have the strength of the Lord. We have the power of God. We have the power of the precious Holy Ghost. Don't take your mind off of God. Don't let nothing hinder you. They threw Samson in prison, plucked out his eyes because he slipped once. He gave in. We cannot give in to any kind of temptation. If we keep our eyes on God, he said, I will give it to you. Go to John. 16 23 through 28 and in that day he shall ye shall ask me nothing verily verily i say unto you whatsoever ye shall ask the father in my name he will give it you hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name ask and ye shall receive that your joy may be full these things have i spoken unto you in proverbs but the times cometh when i shall no more speak unto you in proverbs but I shall show you the plainly of the Father. At that day ye shall ask in my name, and I say not unto you, that I will pray the Father for you. For the Father himself loveth you, because ye have loved me, and have believed that I came out from God. I came forth from the Father, and am come into the world. Again I leave the world, and go to the Father. Amen. Jesus said, Ask that your joy will be filled. We don't ask, then we don't get. He said, ask, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you, that your joy may be full. We need to learn to ask. When the times come, just remember to ask Jesus. When the temptations begin to run in, remember to ask Jesus, give me the strength. In another scripture, he said, pray that ye will be worthy to escape all that shall come to pass. Because the Bible says that in the last days, it will get so bad that not even the elect 
would be saved. It's going to get so bad. And Jesus said, pray that you will be worthy to escape all that shall come to pass. It's not going to be possible because at that time, when it gets that bad, the Bible says that when... If your name is not written in the Lamb's book of life, you will worship the beast. There is no other alternative. So when they say either you get the mark or else you get killed, he said in another scripture that those that don't receive the mark will be killed. It's not going to be, well, I don't want the mark and I'm not going to die. It's one or the other. You don't get it, you die. And if you die and you weren't ready to go to heaven, the Bible says death will flee from you, which means you will end up getting the mark anyway. Because if your name is not written in the Lamb's book of life, you will worship the beast. That is the only way it's going to go. So we need to make sure that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life and that they stay there. Don't let it be like in Revelations when he said, I have somewhat against you. If you don't repent, I will blot out your, I will remove your candlestick. Don't let it be that he says in another scripture, I believe it's in Psalms, Lord, blot out their name out of the book of life. Don't let that be said about us. He said, look at this tree that I came and I looked for fruit for these three years and I find none. Cut it down. But one said, leave it alone for one more year and let me dung around it and let me dig around it. And then if it brings forth fruit, good. But if it don't, then cut it down. Don't let it be that we get cut down because we did not have the fruits of the Spirit. Because we took our eyes off of God and we begin to drown. We took our eyes off of God and we got our eyes plucked out. And now we are blind. Don't let it be that that happens to us. But let us stay fast. Let us hold on. Let us make sure that we keep our eyes on Jesus. He said, look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Don't let us turn around. Don't let us get distracted. Don't let, us, don't let it be that at the end of the day, we become a castaway. He said, ask that your joy will be filled. You may have to cry right now, but at the end of the day, you're not going to even remember these days. It's going to be so much joy. And he said, I will wipe the tears from your eyes. You won't have to cry no more. You'll be so full of joy and gladness all because we kept our eyes on Jesus. Don't let nothing stop you. Don't let nothing get in our way. We're going to Isaiah 40, 30 through 31. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. You know, our youth, they can die. And they have. Dory, Eric, gone. I, they didn't even make it to a year old. And Jesus took them. There's a lot of children that die. There's, and then we just get old and our youth is gone anyway. But when you wait on the Lord. He said, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. You can feel like you're going down and out. You can feel like everything has gone contrary. Job said, though you slay me yet, will I trust you? He waited for the Lord. He got everything taken away, including his children, and he still trusted in God. And then the devil said, well, all that a man has will he give for his skin. And God said, 
said, go ahead and touch his skin, but spare his life. And he had sore boils from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet and still held on to his integrity. He still waited for God to do something. He said, the Lord has gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He still waited on God. And at the end of the day, the Bible says that God gave him twice as much as he had. If you wait on the Lord, you will renew your strength. No matter how weak you begin to feel, your strength will be renewed if you wait on the Lord. He said you will mount up with wings of an eagle. An eagle takes one jump and he can just open his wings and go in circles and he goes higher and higher and higher and he doesn't need to keep on working. He doesn't need to keep on flapping. He can ride the wind until he goes out of sight of how high he gets. He said if you wait on the Lord your strength will be renewed. You will mount up with wings of an eagle. You will be able to soar over all of your problems. In another scripture he said that we will meet him in the air. But you got to wait on the Lord. Don't never give up. Hold on to God's unchanging hand because there's nothing worth it for you to let go. Though the devil offers you peace, he's only lying. He can offer you prosperity, he's only lying. He told Jesus, all this will I give you if you fall down and worship me. But Jesus didn't turn his eyes off of God. He kept on holding on. And he said, it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shalt thou serve. Don't let nothing stop you or take your mind off of God. And at the end of the day, you will be able to make it in. He said, you will soar up with wings of an eagle. You will run and not be weary. How many times do you take off running and you think I got this good workout plan and you, you have all of these ideas and you, you you want to run and you one mile does not seem that bad and you you begin to take off and you start to run and you get probably 10 or 15 feet and the, the mile seems to stretch and you keep on going and the mile seems to keep on stretching as you go and at the end of the day you're like nah dude I'm, I'm done and you don't make it that mile because it got too long the mile never got longer, but you begin to get fatigued and tired, and you don't end up going that distance. Or when you begin to walk, and you walk, and walk, and walk, and it feels like for a long time, and you're still not at your destination. I used to have to walk two miles to go to work one way, work eight hours, and walk two miles back home. And that walk every day seemed like it got longer. Every time, because at the end of the week, I would be tired. And that walk seemed like it was even longer. And I was, dude, I was way over there by yesterday. No, you weren't. The distance is the same. But he said, you will run. And you're not going to get weary. You will be able to run and run and run and see what the end is going to be. And if you cannot run and all you could do is walk, you're not going to faint. You'll be able to make it to your destination if you wait on the Lord. You won't be disappointed if you wait on the Lord. We're going to 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 through 18. Where the Lord himself descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the voice and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. 
Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Don't give up. Don't let go. Because if Jesus decides to call us now, we will go and wait until the end. But if he decides to leave us here, and we are here and that sky does crack open, and we see that white horse come down, and we see Jesus on that white horse, the Bible says we will meet him in the air. We will be changed from mortal to immortality in a twinkling of an eye. We will be able to see him and rejoice with him and live with him forever. But we cannot lose focus while we are here. We can't take our eyes off of God. The Bible says that Jesus endured the cross because he kept his eyes on the prize. If I do this, everybody will have a chance. If I go through this, I will have the keys to hell and death. I will have all power in my hands if I do this. And he endured the cross, keeping his mind where it was supposed to be. Keep your mind on God. Keep your mind on knowing that at the end of the day, no matter how much I suffer now, one day he will wipe all the tears away from my eyes. One day, he will say, well done, my good and faithful servant. One day, I will meet him in the air. One day, I will see those gates open wide, and I will be in that number to go marching right on in. One day, I'm going to stand before God on his right-hand side, and I'm going to see that one book open, and I'm going to know that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, because when I'm standing there, I got on a robe of righteousness uh, because I waited on God. Uh, I didn't change. Uh, I didn't let nothing persuade me. Uh, I waited until my change comes. Uh, and one day uh, when you stand up there uh, and you look to your left hand side, uh, you can begin to shout then uh, that you are not on that side. Uh, that God clothed you in a robe of righteousness. Uh, that he gave you the tree of life. Uh, that he made a way for you. Uh, and you can see when he wipes the tears uh, from your eyes and all that pain that you suffered you won't even remember it because God will make all things new he said I prepare a mansion for you and you could just wait to walk on those streets that are paved in pure gold there's nobody down here that is that rich that has that much money to pave their street in front of them in gold let alone the whole city have the streets that are paved in gold when you get up there and you see those 12 gates and every gate is made of one single pearl there is nobody on this earth that is that rich you go open a gate that's big enough to a city and it's just one big diamond how much more could you ask for the other gate over there is a big old ruby 12 gates of the city 12 precious stones we get one little stone in a ring and we get all tickled because, oh man, that's a big stone, bro. That ain't no big stone. Wait till you get to heaven. That's a big stone. And you got your own mansion, your own house. If you just hold on, don't let nothing persuade you. They could behead me. They can cut me asunder. They could do whatever God allows them to do because I know that that's very much temporary because my body can only handle so much anyway. At the end of the day, it's either going to pass out 
or die. <laughs> you know, one, one or the other. Because it can't go through that much anyway. And it's not to be compared to what God has planned for us. Or we could buckle down now and save our little skin and then stand on the left-hand side, knowing that this is it for me. It is hell throughout eternity. There's no getting out. We have those options, saints. We can choose our destination. God gave us that choice. You can be with me or you can go to hell. It's up to you. Keep our eyes on the price, saints. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. We're going to open the altar if anyone needs prayer, just come up.
stand firm in the Holy Ghost, my God. In Jesus' wonderful, mighty name.
listening to this message as I hope it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to show you the path of life and an opportunity of a lifetime. It is Christ's love and support that makes this opportunity possible. Please visit Guided Way Ministries online for more products, partnership, or to join. Visit us on Anchor to become a listener supporter. May God bless you. May he keep you. May he shine his face always upon you and may he forever keep you